Hello and welcome to episode 154 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ian Roxburgh, and I'm joined today by my fellow gamers, James. Hello. And Stephen. Um, apparently, I meant to do an interpretive dance, but I don't know how that'll <laughs> go in audio form, so hi. I, I think the interpretive dance bit was just like left of the agenda from when Matt's kind of hacked into the Google Drive and, and typed that there. That looks hi, like Matt. a classic Matt thing for me to do, for him to do. Does a bit. Always. Well, it's always sabotaging me. James, you've been uh, playing Shadow of the Tomb Raider, right? I have. and You enjoying it? Yes, I have been. Um, so, <laughs> like, it's, it's really weird because it's so... Like, there's not a lot of action in it this time. Uh-huh. Like, okay. it's not... I haven't killed many people. I've killed a lot of animals. Oh. Um, <laughs> okay. But like to me, it f- reminds me quite a bit of the first game, like the like on play- PS One. You know when back when Tomb Raider was literally okay. just exploring and puzzles and um, like tombs yes. and all of that, and the only real threats were like you know jaguars or like crazy monkeys. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Though there's like not many. Yeah, people. we posted a video in the week of um of like the comparison of what Tomb Raider looked like on the PS One and what it looks like now, and and that was kind of highlighting the animal combat. Yeah, uh, it's it's just like so different to the first two, and that's not it's not a bad thing. It's just like I guess what you get, what you enjoyed about the first two games will really influence, I guess, what you will like about Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Mm. Um, I totally get why it might not have reviewed as well because it's definitely less action heavy now. Um, it's also less gratuitously violent. Like I felt like probably Rise probably stepped into the, stepped over the line a little bit um, mm-hmm. with how crazy it got. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's just it's a hard game to like to talk about. Like I think if you like Tomb Raider, you'll love it. Okay. Um, but it's also it's just there, but it's not bad. But it's not it's not like whoa either. You know, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's no, that 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 sounds promising to me because, as you know, I'm I'm a big fan of of the series. Yeah. Um, especially what they've they've done with it. Um, what Square? Sorry, what uh, Crystal Dynamics have done with it, and now um, Idos Montreal. I think um, I think the, the the biggest thing to like highlight is the first two games um, compared to this one. The writing in Shadow of the Tomb Raider is like way better. Like, just oh, the, that's awesome. It just feels like it's a little bit better character driven. Like. There's a few weird moments in it um, that I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is a bit strange. But generally speaking, like, it's way more character-driven. The writing's just better quality. Because um, the writer for this one is, like, I can't remember what her name was, but it's not Rihanna Pratchett. Okay. So, um, yeah. <laughs> some I, other name other than that. Some, no, no, because she wrote the first two. <laughs> like, I get like, you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I didn't really realize how bad the writing was in the first two until I played this one. And this is just, yeah. I don't know, there's some really nice moments like Falara and some really cool flashbacks that you get to play as well. Um, it just kind of has gone into territory I didn't really expect it to, um, yeah. which is nice to say because like we were talking about it from E3 and stuff, how rough it looked. I think me and Brody were both mm. like, ooh, and then like it came out and it was... And so far, it's really fun. Like, it's it's everything I liked, uh, enjoyed most about Tomb Raider. 
Yeah. I don't know if it's reviewed that much poorly to um, to the others in the series. I just double-checked think... the Metacritic there. I think it's sitting on an 83 at the moment, and the yeah. other two games both came to an 86 in the end. Sure. So it's kind of about on par. Slightly, yeah, I don't know why. I just feel like I hear more negative things about this one. Like, obviously, I, I don't mm. kind of look for negative stuff, but I just feel like a lot more negative stuff's come up about this compared yeah. to the other games. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's I, it, I, yeah, I really like it. I think cool. I, I can't wait to jump into it. I've just finished um, Spider Man, um, which I, did either of you guys play Spider Man at all? No. Yeah, I have. Uh, so Stephen, Stephen, you've not. Yeah, and but James, nope. you have. Yeah, I wanted to ask Brody why he got like the scores mixed up between Tomb Raider <laughs> and Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, we had we had Brody on last week to talk about his uh, Spider Man review, and I think he justified it. He like did more than enough to justify it, um, giving it a ten. Um, but I don't know if I agree with him. I that would say I think I enjoyed the game the more of it I played, um, especially when it came to the story. I think that. The the story ends really well. I don't know if you ag- agree with that, James. But it, oh, I haven't I, finished it. Oh, you've not. Okay. Someone someone f- ruined something for me re- like two days ago, and now I'm just oh, like, did they? Ugh. Like oh, it was that sucks. Yeah. I to be honest though, like it's it's just like, after Tomb Raider, like it's kind of been put on my back burner because it's just so similar to other games I've yeah. played. So. Yeah, and I think that's kind of part of the problem. Like, I feel in terms of its kind of open world gameplay, it's not really contributing much new. Um, I think where it really excels is that it tells a very good um, superhero story. Um, one that I think has uh, a few kind of emotional um, kind of hit points, I guess, at the at the end. Like, it, it really kind of struck a chord for me at the end. I thought it was really well done. Um, but... In terms, of, yeah, in terms of its open world gameplay, it still feels very kind of checkboxy. Um, I think what saves it a bit from that is just how fluid the kind of the swinging about the city is, and and how much um, attention to detail they've paid in in recreating New York. Um, I think, but so. I was a but- little underwhelmed. I think it's still an excellent game. Like I think if it was down to me, I'd still be sort of like in the realm of a nine. Um, but uh, yeah, it's not. It doesn't quite like hit that that chord for me that it. Like I don't know, I don't know if it's under, underwhelming, mind. but like, because when you play it and when you first go into the city and stuff, and you're like, mm-hmm. like, whoa, this is really cool. But then that kind of fades away fast, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, like it doesn't really. I guess the the gimmick is the the web swinging. Like that's mm. kind of what's meant to separate it from other open world games. But I just think we're probably a little bit tired of open world now. Um, maybe, maybe. That's I think it. games like fatigue. games like Tomb Raider and God of War, they they're both kind of open. Do you know what I mean? But they're not yeah. really. Like yeah. I think that that is a nice uh, like like a sweet spot, like between mm-hmm. between open world and still like directed like good narrative experiences. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Without sort of feeling like too kind of overwhelming and too feeling like yeah. oh, I'll go and collect this for the sake of collecting it or whatever. Like, why are we collecting all the backpacks? Like, cool, I got a ticket from when I went to that museum or something. Like, <laughs> and yeah. just like I don't know. It's just like yeah, like oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> deepest yeah, it's a, lore. It's that same sort of formula that like the Assassin's Creed games have really been resting on. And, yeah, see, I'm such um, a hypocrite like, though because I loved Origins. So <laughs> yeah, and I can't I, wait for Odyssey. But I don't know. <laughs> I, I think get... it's fair, though, to say that, like, some games kind of do it better than others. I, I don't think that, 
that Spider-Man really shook up, like, you know, there, there wasn't much between collecting one backpack to collecting another, right? Like, there was no sort of added challenge in doing that. Like, a lot Not of the, really. no. the crime ones are the same sort of, like, crime being played out in different parts of the city. I wish there had just been a bit more variety. Reminds um, me a lot of, um, like, Prototype. Literally, oh, like the, not one I played. Oh, like the New York setting, the way Spider-Man can like run up walls and evade through the air. It's almost mm. like it's very similar. Like obviously yeah. less violent, but um, just the way it's structured is quite similar. So yeah, I don't know. Um, Even like also, the Batman games, I don't know. I just liked them. I felt like they were better games overall. Yeah, which yeah, might be I, a bit controversial, I, I, but. I know I'm I'm saying I'm saying like a lot of negative things about the game now but I don't necessarily feel like I didn't enjoy it. Like I felt I had a great time with it. I loved almost every moment of the game. I couldn't I would I would absolutely recommend the game to others. But yeah, there was just like little things. Like I also the the combat never really kind of changed all that much. Like you would gradually sort of acquire like different kind mm. of combos and different powers, but it never really drastically altered anything. Um the enemies that you're combating never really changed. I didn't feel like the boss battles kind of were shook up all that much. They get a progressively better kind of in the last half hour of the game maybe but i don't know i think i think the story the characters the sort of web swinging um really kind of makes the game um and i would recommend it's kind of on those three things alone i'd say but um otherwise excited about jumping into shadow of the tomb raider uh what do you think you're you're going to be playing then steven are there any of these games kind of standing out to you first that we're sort of hitting that kind of you know every week there's a major release now um well right now i'm i don't know kind of off the the mainstream train, I guess, because I'm playing the hell out of Valkyria Chronicles 4. I've managed to get a copy. It's not out yet, but yeah, you know, getting it for review. And mm. um, yeah, it, it's really interesting. Like, I don't know if either of you have played the original or any how of much, the others. How much, how much can you say about it? Without... Um, oh, the, uh, I think, you know, the whole embargo thing's all, all sorted at this point. So okay. I'm right. not going to spoil anything, but I'll say as, okay. as much as I need to, I guess. Um, but yeah, like the first game, I really, really loved it. It's sort of a, a tactical RPG, but it's kind of twist is that, you know, instead of sort of going from a commandery overhead style view at the whole time, you when you take control of a character, you sort of go down to a third person shooter sort of perspective like move people Mm. around and you know aim from that kind of perspective and make your shots do your support actions and stuff like that and yeah it just sort of made it a little bit more uh i don't know visceral is a horrible word but i guess it felt a little bit more shootery in the way that you actually played it i guess and Mm-hmm. The the game, it was about 10 years ago that that game came out. And since then, there's been like two sequels and uh, both on PSP. One never came out here and there was a really crappy RPG spinoff that I didn't even bother playing. But like I'd, that I'd been hearing that this game was sort of a return to the going back to exactly how the original was and sort of building on it from there. Um, yeah. And yeah, when Sega said that, they weren't kidding. This game is, it's it feels if someone told me this was an expansion to the original game, I wouldn't I wouldn't say they're wrong. It kind of feels almost like so similar. It's got a couple of new extra bits and pieces, but it's very, very similar to the first game. So if anyone enjoyed that, it's yeah, it's it's pretty good in that way. Um but yeah, I've been having a, a pretty good time with it. Story goes to some interesting places. It's fun, mm-hmm. tactical. The, you know, the trailers like look like visually quite rough. Is mm. it like fixed up in the normal game <laughs> i don't know i'm not sure i haven't actually seen the trailers it does i think it looks very it looks nice really choppy but... like really choppy like oh. i can't even believe they put it out as a trailer um, like okay uh so so i've been playing it on switch and 
it's not horrible but um yeah it it has its moments when there's smoke on screen and stuff things all slow right down but i played the demo on ps4 and that seemed to be you know at least what i what was able to be played in the demo seemed pretty well performing and stuff i guess it's yeah scales well up to a more powerful platform and not quite as well to switch but it works it works 90 percent of the time perfectly well on switch i've found so yeah i've been having a good time with it i'm keen to get the next probably 20 or so hours into it i've already played about 20 so far cool all being busy with games i love it it's that that time of year where everyone's sort of playing something different it's good it's good fun um and we're all gonna have like a bunch more games to to come to um if nintendo's new announcements or anything to go by at uh at nintendo direct at their nintendo direct conference in the week um this is the one that was delayed if you were trying to keep up with it all it was meant to be a couple of weeks ago but it happened on friday morning our time here in australia um and there were a ton of new games announced animal crossing luigi's mansion 3 um new super mario's bros uh u deluxe and yoshi's crafted warrior we're all announced for the switch um they're also bringing out a wireless nes controller um and a bunch of final fantasy games being ported over um they also announced a, a smash bros edition of switch um and added annabelle as a fighter to smash bros ultimate as well so heaps heaps of announcements Anna- oh yeah. Annabelle. Anna- what, what, did i miss something <laughs> isabelle <laughs> Annabelle's, oh, Isabel. the, Annabelle's like the haunted doll from The Conjuring. I don't really know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Why did I write Annabelle? I guess you've got Annabelle it, on the mind. I do. I don't know. I was like, who's Annabelle? And then I realized. Sorry. Yeah. Why um, I, I don't although, know why I got them confused. If they added the nun or something from The Conjuring, I would not be upset. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the biggest promotional tie-in ever. <laughs> um, so, bunch of announcements there, James. What stands out to you? Nothing. Nothing. No. <laughs> okay, you gotta um, get excited about any of these announcements. Like, so Final Fantasy coming to Switch is really cool. Like, there's heaps of them. Um, uh-huh. I love that. I think they're getting physical releases as well. I think that's. I I have this weird thing with physical Switch games, and I would just love to own most of the Final Fantasy games. Um, physically. Okay, that's interesting. I think that's really cool, and they're just games I've always wanted to play portably. And like, I know Stephen's gonna be like, but you can play it on the Vita, but like, no. <laughs> But you can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that's cool. I think Isabelle is really cool because obviously Animal Crossing only has like one representative in Smash Bros. right now. Um, I think I know what I did. I think I think it was because I had Animal Crossing on the mind and then Isabelle, and I just combined it into Annabelle. Right. Well, let's go with that. Like yeah, um, do. I don't know. This was a bit of a nothing like direct for me. Like I just didn't. Nothing really wowed me. Nothing was like whoa. Like I can't believe it. You know. Um, yeah. I think New Super Mario Bros. U, like cool. I guess there's nothing really like that on the Switch besides Rayman Legends. Um, even if the name like makes no sense now. Um, <laughs> Luigi's Mansion Three, I'm sure, is really far away. Yoshi, I don't know. I don't know. It just didn't didn't wow me at all. And then. Yeah, the online thing, which we'll probably talk about later, also is a bit... Yeah, I want to cycle back to that because there's some other stuff I want to discuss about that. Sure. Um, but uh, Animal Crossing Switch announcement, uh, Stephen, kind of set set the internet on fire a bit. I made a joke on Twitter, which I think sailed over a lot of people's head, where <laughs> yes. I was just like, uh, so was an Animal Crossing game announced? I've got no idea. It's not like everyone on the planet is talking about it right now. Um, are you excited for that announcement at all? I mean, I'm keen for it. We know that it's called Animal Crossing and it will come out next year. We don't know much else but i mean yeah i 
I, I love Animal Crossing for the first like two months when one comes out and then I sort of drop it. But it's a really cool first two months when those games come out. So yeah, I'm, I'm keen. I'll go visit people's villages and make furniture and all that fun stuff for a little while. It is like right. weirdly addictive. Like I remember with New Leaf, I put 70 hours into it and then wow. I was like, what am I doing? And then I yeah. just stopped playing it. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. That, I've never, I had it on the, on the DS and I played, oh, I don't know. A fair few hours of it, I'd say. I got to the point where I was like harvesting fish to try and buy some new sofa from whatever <laughs> his face was. Is, is, is it is it Nook that sells you the furniture as well, or is he the busy that guy busy chasing you down for other money? Inside? Yeah, he's the loan shark. Like the sheep people, isn't it? Reese or Cyrus? Oh, I, yeah, I Cyrus is one of them. I know there's the, the, I'm just really like still scarred by the the really mean pelican lady at the post office. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the thing. I just felt like I was living out this second life to just kind of accumulate money to pay off <laughs> debts and build out my house. I'm like, I, r- I already have a life. I don't need another one lived out in this tiny box. But this one's with cuter. Strange neighbors. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I could, not, just couldn't don't want to comment it. on your life, I guess, but I imagine <laughs> it's probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just feel like I'm sort of done with Animal Crossing. I don't know if it's ever going to pull me back. But Do you know what? You'll play I jump it in the when bandwagon it comes out. easy, so maybe I, I will. reckon. You'll you what? You'll still grab it when it comes out. You reckon? You're predicting yep. that now? Calling it okay. now. Everyone will be playing it. <laughs> Everyone will be like trading turnips or whatever. And you'll want to. The FOMO <laughs> will be so real, you'll grab I, it. I'll want to trade turnips as well. Yeah, like, desperate. I feel like I burnt out on it on the like GameCube version. That was sort of the point where that was the time where uh, I spent the like checking in for an entire year to get all the cool events that happen throughout the year and just never stopping to play it. And since then, I've not been able to commit to one for so long. But yeah, yeah. James is exactly right. I'm going to be on this for the first you know little while. It's going to be great fun. All my friends will be there. And I'll drop it eventually, but it'll be fun for a little while. Yeah. If you guys are all playing it, I probably will have to play it. Ah, uh, see, it's already happening. It's going to be... <laughs> that peer pressure would just, like, creep in. I'm a sucker for that. Um, do you think Isabel is, like, a, a good inclusion to Smash Bros, James? Um, I think I was saying this on Twitter to somebody... Um, like, yeah, I get it. Like, probably, I guess she's, like, correct me if I'm wrong, Stephen, but is she, like, the new face of Animal? Like, she's been in the most recent games only? Is that correct? Yeah, she was, um, she was sort of, like, just in New Leaf, I'm pretty sure. I don't Right, think yeah, so she's, like, a much newer, like, she kind of represents, I guess, mm. the new f- wave of Animal Crossing fans when it got huge with, like, New Leaf. Mm. Um, so it makes sense. Yeah. But then I think about all the other cool characters that are in Animal Crossing, and I'd rather them, but... Mm. I'm not going to complain. Like she's still, she's another. I'm assuming unique character. Um, like why not? You know. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. looks a little bit similar to like the that villager, was, but not yeah. close enough to be like an echo. I don't think. I'm not really sure. Like I was saying to Stephen, um, Ben, my other friend, that like it's the first Smash Bros. character trailer where I haven't kind of been like what like crazy excited for mm. them. Yeah. I just feel like the the trailer was quite flat. Um. It was more about the fact that she was in the game rather than what she can do, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's cool. I like, I like that Animal Crossing has two characters now, <laughs> uh-huh. rather than like seventy-five Fire Emblem ones. So, Stephen, do you think you'll pick up those NES controllers? Oh man, I'm. I don't like this. Uh, okay, I have complex feelings about these <laughs> NES controllers. So um, yeah, <laughs> they're divisive. I know that mainly because like I'm one of those people who like bought the bought the NES Mini and I was like, cool, these are great little uh-huh. controllers, and like they were kind of 
and it was annoying because they were small controllers. It seemed like they were designed to be hooked up to a Wii remote because the cable was so small, but they were like, yeah, we'll just use those for a controller. And like, I get that it would be functionally pretty difficult to make those work with a Switch unless you have some weird USB, like Bluetooth adapter or some weird garbage. But like, yeah, I just, I don't want to buy another set of NES controllers to play NES games on my Switch. It's it's just not, I'm not yeah, You don't have to buy this. them, do you? Yeah. Wait. What? What? No, you can oh, play. No, you, no, no, you, you don't have your... to. But like, yeah. yeah, like I remember when like the Super Nintendo Wii Classic controllers came out. I was just like, I did anything I could to get my hands on those, and I'm just, I'm beyond that. It's not going to happen this time. I don't want an S controller. That's. It's cool that it charges on the side like a Joy-Con, but I don't know. I, I just can't bring myself to be interested in these again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How would you what feel about... differently if it was like? Oh no. GameCube controllers, but they kind of are for Smash Bros. But I demand a a Wii U gamepad that hitches onto the side of the Switch. Well, they could. I mean, they could release like a USB to to whatever the port is. That's like was that Wii port? Like that. This the mini Thin. the mini NES. Like the the Thin port. That was like the Wii classic controller port. Yeah, like wireless. Yeah, okay. Wireless dongles. So and if stuff. you so if you still wanted to plug them into your dock, you could still get away with that then, right? I assume, like, I think that, because, yeah, James was saying standard controllers will work with the NES games, so assuming these get viewed as a standard controller with that weird little adaptery thing, then maybe I'll be happy. I don't know. We'll see. I probably won't play a lot of NES games on the Switch anyway. I think my my time's passed for those. I'm kind of done. Yeah, it's a shame that those those controllers that they're bringing out, they can only be played with those... Uh, those NES games that are being added. Yeah, as it's well. weird that they're not sort of standard. Like, I, obviously, they don't have yeah. enough buttons to be, you know, a standard controller for most games, but there's a lot of, uh-huh. like, those old game collections on the Switch that could work. You know, these controllers yeah. would work fine with those, but, but yeah, no. Yeah, totally. Uh, well, speaking of Nintendo announcements, um, they also brought about a bunch of de- uh, released a bunch of details about Nintendo Switch Online. Um, and what really drew everyone's attention there, or caught everyone's attention there, was that the cloud saves won't be supported by every game. Um, so to catch you up on the news, if you missed it, uh, Dark Souls Remastered, FIFA 19, uh, Pokemon Let's Go and Splatoon 2 um, were all identified in a recent era post as games that do not support cloud saves. And 1-2 um, Switch. And 1-2 Switch. Oh my yeah. god, how can we, how can oh we forget gosh. about 1-2 Switch? My progress. That's 1-2 Switch doesn't... Okay, we'll get back to that in a sec. Yeah. Um, in a statement to Forbes, Nintendo said, quote, the vast majority of Nintendo Switch games will support save data cloud backup. However, in certain games, this feature would make it impossible to, for example, re- sorry, would make it possible to, for example, regain items that had been traded to other players or revert to a higher online multiplayer ranking that had been lost. To ensure fair play, save data cloud backup may not be enabled for such games. To ensure that save data backups cannot be used unfairly to affect online multiplayer rankings, rankings the feature will not be avail- enabled in Splatoon 2. Um, so they're kind of making some justification there as to, to why this is the case. But but James, do you think this is a bit unfair? Um... <sighs> No, I don't know. Um, so, so, like, let me why, why do you say that, James? Okay, let me get this. Like, so, so I just look at other consoles. So, like, PlayStation. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure you can't just download a save and use it, right? Like, it ha- it's tied to your PSN. Exactly. Yeah. Is that uh, correct? Yes. It's it, well, it's linked to your PS Plus account. So you can you can only have access to cloud save, saves if you have a yeah. PlayStation account. So yeah. But you can't you you can't download a save and use it on your PS4. Like I couldn't use your save on my game. 
if I get yeah right so that that can't right, happen okay. so why can't we just do that and then like Xbox does it as a as a standard like everything no matter if you've got gold or whatever like you have uh-huh. a cloud save for every single game uh, uh, uploaded to the cloud every time you boot a game like and then this is just weird like I don't know why why it's so why there's so many like weird little conditions I guess with it yeah. I find it weird that, like, Dark Souls is specifically mentioned in there because that game supports cloud saves on every other platform. And I guess it is possible to sort of scum around with saves. Like, if you, like, it saves immediately after you do any sort of action, but you could sort of fudge it a little bit by, like, backing up a save to the cloud, doing something, and then, like, pulling it back down so you'd have all your stuff again. But, like, who cares? It's not, not enough of a problem to mean that it's worthwhile stopping people from being able to back up their saves for this game on in the cloud. Like, but, like, I, I theoretically, the point. If, you, if you knew your subscription was running out, you could download your saves, right? Yeah. From the uh, cloud. Oh. And then they're just not going to be kept there until you subscribe again. Is I that imagine correct? so, yeah. I, I think that would be... My understanding would be that, like, they'll be on your system as well as in the cloud, so you just won't have that, like, backup option if your subscription lapses, I guess. Yeah. I, it's just uh, my frustration with this. I, I think it's what James was saying is that like every other system works the same way, and then Nintendo's kind of going about it differently. And I just don't understand how their system it's been be fine that radically and, different. Like yeah, why? like Xbox and PS4 have been fine going the way they're going. Yeah, um, I do like. I, I think I mentioned it in another podcast months ago. Like I do wonder if it's just this huge paranoia about. Every single like exploit that you could run on a Wii or a Wii U or um, involves importing a save that's been edited, you know. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it's just them being super paranoid and wanting to lock everything down that way. Um, yeah. But then why allow it for some and not for others? Yeah, true. Like, is it something particular about this game? So there's like particular vulnerabilities, if that's the case. And I think what boggles my mind as well is that it, it's affecting games that are, are like core Nintendo games, right? Like Splatoon 2 and uh, like for instance, like that's a game that's existed on the on the system for ages. Um and and one two switch apparently as well. Like <laughs> these were more or less launch titles. Why why doesn't it work perfectly for Spl- them? You'd have thought of any games it's gonna be third party ones that are that's gonna be problematic. But Splatoon 2's like a weird one because like it's Nintendo's flagship multiplayer game, I would argue. Mm. And yeah. they've just announced they're done updating it, but now they want you to start paying for, like, online to play it when you've been <laughs> yeah. playing it online for almost yeah. a year. Like, it's a really weird kind of situation. Yeah, and, and this is sort of going to what I think my overall problem with this is, that it just says to me that Nintendo don't know what they're doing when it comes to online functionality. Like, it came, It started with the whole mobile phone app thing and, and not having voice chat built in and having this kind of separate ecosystem on the separate device that you had I mean, to use. A, the app is a joke in it. Yeah. Like, yeah like, seriously. And I and I don't understand why it's so hard for them because they've they've seen what PlayStation are doing and they see what Xbox are doing, and for all intents and purposes, people like love what's going on on those platforms and it works seamlessly. And why they're having to go down such a different path and make it so much more clunky by comparison, it just it just doesn't make any sense to me. I can't 
rationalize that at yeah, all. It kind of boggles my mind that Microsoft basically perfected it with the 360's online functionality. Yeah. Like, that is and they've the set the standard, standard ever since. Exactly. Yeah. And now... And the like, gold standard. Yeah. From what I... Uh-huh. Um, I think <laughs> specifically with Splatoon 2, I don't know how correct this is, so I may be wrong, but my understanding with it is that, like, a lot of your unlocks and like personal profile pieces are like stored locally rather than anything that's like in the cloud or anything so i don't know that's apparently part of why it can't be done in the cloud because they worried you might change things locally or i don't know there's just some weird way that that whole system is set up to save your progress in your game and that's stopping it from being able to be supported in the cloud it sort of reminds me how you know Nintendo with a 3DS had a really crappy system with this um, eShop store and like how yeah. stuff was stored on the system rather than on a server. They just seem to be going about everything backwards as though they've ignored. I feel like I've said this uh, every Nintendo Online thing in the last like decade, but they've <laughs> just ignored every piece of progress that they've seen in their competitors and just thought we could do it better, but screw it up every single time in kind of the same way. It, it really, mm. it's, oh, it's so bad. Come on. It is. It's frustrating. <laughs> and I think people are particularly frustrated about Pokemon as well, because that's, yeah. that's one I can see people investing hundreds of hours into. I mean, maybe that's excessive, but like, you know, a lot oh, of time I don't into think it. it is. Like, no, yeah, okay. Well, then, like, to lose that data, that, you know, that's, that's what the problem that this was meant to avoid. And mm. it's kind of only, I think to call it like a half measure is a bit of an exaggeration because it's obviously working for most games. It's just like a fair few, no, it's just a few that it's, it's not working on. And I wouldn't be but, surprised for Pokemon if it was some like fear of people manipulating games by, you know, by duplicating items or something like that. I, I wouldn't know yeah. how to do it or anything, but like it's something you could do with the old games by like, turning off halfway through a save or some stuff like that but they're very very worried about people being able to duplicate pokemon because it ruins the the genuineness of how you got that pokemon it's like once again does this matter um, enough to like make it inconvenient for everybody so reason for it might not be happening yeah, something like that. I don't that. know enough about... I haven't been following all that, so I don't really know, but I just remember someone said Pokemon Bank, they want to make money off that too. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. <sighs> so. I, I just wish there was... I don't know. I wish there was a way that they could strike a better balance. I can understand why... Or just communicate it, it better. Be problematic for some games. Oh, yeah, mm. yeah, that's true. Be a bit more transparent about it and the specific issue. But see, it's weird I that this comes out in a statement it. to Forbes and not in, like... I don't know, a yeah. press release or something like that. It's just someone had to specifically ask this question for the answer to come out. And and f- and the whole, like, it not supporting on some games as well came out because the websites for the respective games were being updated, say, it does not support cloud saves. Like, it wasn't an announcement saying it'll work for all these games, but just not these few. Like, it was, it was people kind of doing all the detective work online on recent era and Reddit that were that were figuring out which ones it worked for and which ones it doesn't. Like, um, once, and that list again, has been being updated and changed. So there might be more now that uh, since I since I last checked um, that don't support them. There might be a little bit less. I know Dead Cells was initially a game that was identified as not supporting it, and then it was found that it was going to. But like, it's just all kind of confusion and just kind of muddling the message. Like stuff that should be sort of organized and and laid out. Like we're we're so soon to this now launching. It's like this um, week. Yeah. Yeah it's just so weird like it's it's so confusing because they're not consistent like everyone else everyone else is just like yep you can back up your saves all of your games that's Uh fine and here it's just like you can back up your saves except this this and this and you got to read the asterisks here and the small print there it's just 
Yeah, it, yeah Nintendo should be about to. you know simple and making it easy for people, and they're just it's tripping up. Even like that. the controllers, you can only buy them if you're a member. Like just let yeah. people buy them, <laughs> like yeah. make money. Like I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Why unnecessarily complicate it? <sighs> Nintendo. Nintendo. Um, But speaking of games publishers making a ton of new announcements, um, there was the Tokyo Game Show uh, in the week. I think it's still still ongoing, but PlayStation's um, conference was in the week. Uh, And they announced a surprising amount of games. I don't know if we we quite saw this coming. Um, Project Awakening and I think Judge's Eyes were two that that stood out to me as potentially intriguing titles. But but James, having looked at the list and seeing everything was announced, what what stood out to you? I mean... Judge's Eyes sounds like a cool idea because it's like an investigative thriller, I think, right? And it's like yeah. by the Yakuza dudes, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's but then I also hope it's just not a Yakuza game that's a little bit weird so they didn't call it Yakuza, you know? <laughs> Fair. Um, uh, but uh, but nothing else, like, everything else is a bit like, ugh, to me, whatever. Like, Sekiro, cool, looks great, always thought it looked great. Nothing's really changed uh-huh. there. Days gone. Why bother? <laughs> um, They're still like, pushing that. It. Mike Sony's crackdown. Um, <laughs> left alive. Cool idea, I guess. But Crystal Chron- Oh, I'll let Stephen talk about that. Um, Dead or Alive Six. Cool. I, I don't know. Like it was just a bit. It was, nothing really appealed to me, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's fair enough. But I know, um, yeah, Stephen, you were you were real excited about Crystal Chronicles. Holy hell, yes! I didn't even <laughs> realize it was part of TGS that this announcement came out. I just saw like a quote tweet saying, "Hey, Crystal Chronicles Remastered is coming 2019," and I honestly thought it was a like a weird joke or something for a while because this is something I've been talking with a friend. I've been wanting to play Crystal Chronicles online for years, and it's just. I've never thought it would actually happen. It's this weird little spin-off that only ever like came out on the GameCube and you needed Game Boy Advances and cables to play it properly. It was so so weird and esoteric, but and like they never brought it back for like the Wii or 3DS where it would actually make sense. Everyone has DSs and you can connect wirelessly. It would have made so much sense. But like I, yeah, I just kind of had given up hope and then just suddenly this popped up on my Twitter feed and I kind of I don't know, screamed a, a little bit. It's it's very, very exciting, and you can play it online. It's extremely cute, and I want everyone to play Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. It's really good. Yeah, I think I might need to might need to try this one out, because I, th- I played um, a Ring of Fates on the DS, I think, which is a Crystal Ew. Chronicles game, right? That was one yeah, of them, yeah. I, not, I honestly didn't really. play any of them past the GameCube one, so I'm a bad right. fan, I guess, but I've heard they're okay. <laughs> Why did you say you, James? I kind of enjoyed that game. Oh, well, that's good for you, but this one's better. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Like, I feel like it'd be it'd be nice to, to play the, the better one, given the opportunity. Um, you guys aren't, like, massive Kingdom Hearts 3 fans, are you? Not in the same way that Jake is. Yeah, sorry, you need Jake for this one. <laughs> yeah. Awful. Sorry yeah. over it. Like... <laughs> I know. I'm like, I can't, it's all characters I recognize. I think it's cool that Big Hero 6 is in it, but, like, it's still not enough to kind of get me. Like, I'll play it. I just want. I need like, to give them a go. I need to understand why the why the demand for this game is as big as it is. Like, no, I just think it's like a loud minority. Since the PS2. Yeah, yeah. I it's know. like the first three like... sequels since yeah, literally, like Steve said, PS2. So and it's taken a while, you know. Yeah, it, yeah, it makes sense. And just, I guess with a story this convoluted, if people well. are this 
uh, this committed to it. They've spent all this time working out what three and a half by two days over three twenty-two <laughs> resonance of fate means. I, I don't even know. I'm probably missing mixing up games. Love resonance but, of fate, <laughs> but like if you're all in on that and you've you've worked your way around this story, you kind of even if the game was trash, you would just be like, I need this next one. I'm I'm all in on this. Yeah, I suppose so. I'm sure um, it's good. I don't mean to insult Kingdom Hearts fans. I'm the, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You're all wonderful yeah, people. Yeah, I, I, it's another one of these, like, just, like, on my list of uh, of games to games to play. But that's an increasingly longer list. It's on my um, list of games I've decided I'm just not going to bother with. I'm sure it's you've fine. You've just given up? Like, you've just I'm, given up on, like, trying to... I, I've, just, and... I've just decided I don't have enough time to play stuff that I don't really care that much about. I've, I've got to, you know, prioritize, man. And Kingdom Hearts isn't on the priority list. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like we, I was talking about this with Shannon in the week. Um, because, you know, we've established that I'm a little younger compared to, to <laughs> some of the, the members of the Press Start team. I've kind of missed out on these, like, seminal gaming experiences i guess and i'm and i've done my best to sort of go back and and play some games that have like been identified as being real you know real kind of moments in the history of games like i went back and played symphony of the night and um super mario bros 3 like kind of seminal kind of games like that right did you play resident um, evil 4 i feel like we've talked about this i've but... not so well i think was it what was last time james was on right that we were we were talking that i need to like play resident evil which ones That's are right. the best ones to, yes all to of do. them um so yeah you know there's things like that and i feel like kingdom hearts is like another one of these franchises that are just like so have like made such an impact that i need to at least get a taste of it they're fine games like i just think you don't like don't bog yourself down in this ridiculous story like the story is not good people will be like oh it's complex but no it's shit but like (laughs) the actual like game itself is quite good like i really enjoyed it um did you play final fantasy 15 Ewan? Yes, I did, yeah. I mean, like, you can see the DNA from those two games in Final Fantasy fifteen, like, the way okay. the combat works and stuff. I don't, okay. And, like, you've uh, who doesn't like, like, classic Disney? Um, mm. Like, Aladdin and everything else I can't remember right now. But, <laughs> yeah. like, um, I think that's my thing with this Kingdom Hearts 3 is it's focusing a lot on the newer Disney stuff, like Frozen Tangled, Big Hero 6, um, a uh-huh. lot of which I haven't actually seen yet. And I want to see them, but I just haven't. Have um, you not seen Frozen? I've seen Frozen and Tangled, but I okay. haven't seen Big Hero 6. Okay. I haven't seen Frozen or Tangled, but I have seen Whoa. Big Hero 6. I don't know. I just I just don't have the opportunity. It's not something I'm like, man, it's Friday Steven, night. Time to watch liar. Tangled. <laughs> Oi. Like, stop pretending you don't have time. Like, we know what you do. <laughs> <laughs> I've got too many anime games to play. I'm just amazed you managed to avoid Frozen. Like, it was such a moment. It's a... Uh... Anyway, kind of admirable. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's play a round of what the wiki. A reminder: oh, the what shit. the wiki is a Starcast game show with a host. It's part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game, and either contestants must guess the game. I think James has forgotten that we play this. No, I didn't realize <laughs> it was the end already. Uh, yeah, we're we're nearly forty minutes into the podcast, man. We're over time as it is, anyway. Goodness. Um, thanks to the official what the wiki keeper of the score at Jamie Penning over on Twitter. Uh, it's been a while since James has been on, and people have been busy catch up in the process. Um, Brody and Matt battled it out last week uh, through every superhero thrown their way, and it was Matt emerging as the winner in the tiebreaker. Um, thanks again to Jamie for that recap. Uh, so James, you're up on the lead at ten still, but Brody and Steven are tied on six. Uh, Matt's on four and Shan's now on the board with one point as well um, so you've, Hi, you've done well to like get enough of a lead to 
to still have that that gap there. But uh, yeah, Stevens, hot on your hot on your toes, hot on your trail. That's I'll me. believe it when I say it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, game number one. Contestants, are you ready? Ready. Yes. <laughs> The continuity of the game is unconnected to any previous game in the series, although there are thematic and aesthetic references. After Earth is caught in the crossfire of a war between two alien races, humanity escapes on spaceships. Only a few ships make it off the planet, one of them being the White Whale containing the city New Los Angeles. The game takes place on Mira, an uncharted world far away from Earth, where the White Whale has crash-landed. New Los Angeles becomes the center of human activity and commerce. Mira is divided into five continents. Primordia, which is the most Earth-like environment. Noctilum, covered by forests and filled with bioluminescent life forms. Oblivia, dominated by deserts and ancient ruins. Silvalum, a pale-colored landscape, clouded in mist and dominated by large plants and rock formations. And Coldros, a volcanic land controlled by the Ganglion. Don't you just love ultra-specific Wikipedia descriptions? This is definitely a Japanese game. <laughs> the game was first announced in 2013 under the working title X, set James. for a release... Oh, James. Xenoblade Chronicles X? It is Xenoblade oh, Chronicles X, it. yes. <laughs> you clearly picked up on that that letter. I thought that might have been vague enough that... Someone wouldn't no, have guessed it. That was the all huge giveaway uh, that, for us, Nintendo. <laughs> you were just Nintendo quicker nuts. than me. Yeah, it was. I immediately got it, but you just got the word out faster. Do you remember it was the game? I mean, I just remember watching every. When X comes out, everyone will buy a Wii U. That was like. Uh, it was going to save the Wii U, but it never did. Gosh, that was a fun <laughs> topic every week. What will save the Wii U? But anyway, well done, James. <laughs> uh, that was obviously in the news this week and picked out by friend of the show at Jamie Penning because uh, the prequel is coming to Switch, right? I think it's this week, sometime soon. What? Is there's it? like a prequel. There's like a prequel chapter. Yeah, coming out. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. For yeah Chronicles the DLC 2. for Chronicles Two's. Yeah, right. Yeah, for yeah. Chronicles Two. Yeah, right. Yeah. Sorry. Should have clarified that. All, good. Uh, all right. So James is off the mark. It's uh, the best of three. So if he gets to the next one, he'll be taking away the points for the round. Uh, <laughs> game number two. Development began in 2006. The game was well received by critics who praised the dialogue, graphics, and use of nostalgia for Final Fantasy, but noted the game's shallow and repetitive gameplay. An enhanced port of the game was released on the Nintendo DS on October 30th in Japan in, sorry October 30th 2008 in Japan the game involves randomly generated dungeons and turn-based battles though new elements have also been incorporated into the gameplay such as the job system which uh, features 10 jobs different jobs change the appearance of the player's character and alter the layout of the dungeons the player enters pop-up jewels also make a comeback with the addition of enemy cards that can be brought to Mog's house where they can be used to play mini games such as bat shooter kick darts fish and Steven? Steven? Chocobo's Dungeon? It is. Well done, oh. Steven. Wow. <laughs> that was a shot in the dark. <laughs> uh, I picked this one out this week because Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon, everybody, is one of the Final Fantasy games that, uh, oh, yes. things, that are coming over to the, the Switch. They're cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's exactly my thoughts. So, this, it's so a game cool. that I bought and played a little bit and kind of didn't really do much <laughs> for me, but I'm glad. Did, did you have so much fun playing the minigame Bat Shooter oh, and yes. gardening. <laughs> like, I had so much fun with it that I sold the game very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, game number three, the tiebreaker. 
The game multiplayer features the return of specialists, unique soldier characters with special abilities and traits. The game features a total of 10 specialists, six of which, Ruin, Prophet, Battery, Seraph, Nomad, Firebreak, are returning characters from the third, James. Ga- from the third series game. James, James, James called yeah. Black Ops 4. It is called Black Ops 4. Well done. <laughs> Cool. I thought I was going to throw... I thought this was going to be a curveball for you guys because I didn't think you guys were like big cod uh, guys. <laughs> but you just said that Ruin returns from Black the third game and what else would that be? Well, yeah, but you you, you oh. knew the names of the specialists? No, but the specialists return from the third game. <laughs> so, it's just I don't know. There's, but there's, there's plenty of series with more than with three games in it. I like, played Black Ops 3 for like two weeks. So. Okay, all right, okay, all right. Your memory's good. I was. I would not have connected those specialists. I don't think you've done well. Yeah. This is why. This is why uh, you're the leader of what the wiki, James. I just. I'm just good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you are just good. <laughs> Encyclopedic knowledge of video games. Uh, so James, that's bumped you up to 11 points, defending that lead well. Uh, Brody and Stevens are behind on six. Matt on four, and Shan on one. And with that, let's bring it down to what was episode 154 of the Startcast. Subscribe to us on Podcast One, iTunes, any other podcast service of your choice. Follow us at Press.au and visit the site at pressstart.com.au. Uh, you can join the conversation using the hashtag. Let us know which topics you'd like us to discuss or what suggestions you might have for what the wiki. Uh, we've been joined today by James. Yeah, I'm on Twitter, like always. Um, <laughs> at Jam, so A-T-J-A-M-Z. Insisting that I start playing uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider and not watch BoJack Horseman. Yes. <laughs> it's so good, though. Steven, so have you been watching BoJack so Horseman? Resident I've Evil never 4. watched BoJack Horseman, but I hear it's uh, good. I think apparently so- I would like it. Yeah, it's so good. You guys got to get onto it. Um, but that was Steven, who has also joined us today. Yeah, um, I'm on Twitter as well, at Steven Impson. Um, yeah, I tweet sometimes. That, that's That's <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> not as prolifically as James, perhaps. Not quite. It depends. It depends on the <laughs> I feel day. Like I'm not prolific. Sometimes like, I'll go that's wild. The right word. I, I don't know. I, I forget to tweet things. It's just like you know, every so often a shower thought comes through that I feel like I have to share with the world. But you got to have reactions, my friend. It's that's just like true. stuff I wouldn't post to Facebook that I don't want to annoy Facebook people with. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I don't ever post to Facebook anymore. But yeah. then there's stuff I post on Twitter that I wish all my Facebook friends would see. You know, oh, quality, what, quality what, bands. Hor- what horrible dilemmas we have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been your host, Ewan Roxborough. You can follow me on Twitter at Ewan underscore Roxborough. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, happy gaming. See ya. Bye.